for a Friday night, huh? You know, you could be doing a lot of things on Friday night. I think this would definitely be the best place you'd want to be. What an honor and privilege it is for, uh, for me to be back with you. And uh, it's been just such a, a wonderful time to be here this last few hours, uh, just reconnecting with Pastor Doug and Lois. And you have a real treat as well to have pastors, uh, the Pastors Wilkins uh, from the San Francisco area. Um, John John and Elena are just incredible people. And of course, you have a double portion of the bodacious baldness going on this, this weekend. But uh, you're going to really enjoy their ministry. They are just incredible people. And um, the more I get to know them, the more cool they get. And they're already pretty cool. So what a great honor and privilege it is to, um, to be with you tonight. I want to jump in and just uh, kind of get clicking here tonight. We've got a lot to do. We've got a lot of business to take care of tonight. And uh, we've got some prophesying going on later, but... Um, Wonder if maybe you wouldn't take your Bibles if you uh, if that's your gig. If you're on a mobile device, feel free to do that. But go to John 10. We'll get there in a minute. And um, <clears throat> but uh, a number of years ago, I was praying for direction in my life and uh, just asking for the Lord to speak to me. How many would like the Lord to speak to you? And in these times when we're together in these settings in these meetings. You certainly set yourself aside for a specific uh, purpose to really hear from the Lord. And, and can I just tell you, whether you're up here getting prophesied over or up in the front tomorrow morning or at any time, what, when you hear the, a word of the Lord over anyone and you feel, man, that really connects with me, can I just encourage you, take it. Just take it. Just reach out and grab a hold of it, pull it into your own life, into your own journey, and just say, amen, me too, God, me too, I receive that in Jesus' name. But uh, a number of years ago, I was praying for direction and just seeking the Lord and asking the Lord to direct my steps and, and just speak to me, time of great decision in my life. And the Lord spoke to me this phrase out of 1 Corinthians 16, 9, for a great and effective door has opened unto me. And it became this mantra, this theme, this prayer mandate for my life that I would see a great and effective door open for me. And I just began declaring that scripture over my life. And uh, in this season of my life, there are a number of opportunities that were open to me and uh, just began declaring a great and effective door would be open. And one by one, doors would close and doors would close and this thing wouldn't work out. And pretty soon the Lord narrowed it down to really this one door that he wanted me to go through. And uh, it was eventually leading me to the church I pastor today in Tucson, Arizona. An open door where God just sovereignly, supernaturally, miraculously opened a door and began to lead me through it. You know, I really believe that God has a purpose for your life. That in these times, God does a pretty cool thing where he then speaks prophetically into that purpose. And he begins to create things in your heart and in your life that move you to the fulfillment 
of that purpose. He gives you declared prophetic promises that he speaks in to your life to get you ready to fulfill that purpose. And so there's this purpose and there's this prophetic promise, but I also believe there's a prophetic process that is going on as well to get you ready for what God wants to do. And in every one of those junctures, whether it's a a, a purpose a word or door or whether it's a prophetic um, promise door or even usually and most often it's a prophetic process door. There is a door that God wants to open for you to move into the next season of your life. I believe that for this church and for you personally, if you're in the room today, God's getting you ready to step through some new doors. He's getting you ready to step through some new doors of purpose, some new doors of promise, some new doors of process to get you into the new level and the new season and the new things that God wants to do in your life. So I want to speak to you tonight from the subject, the principle of the door. The principle of the door. In John chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus is teaching, and he says in John 10, 1, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Notice the connection to the voice of the Lord and the door. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will, be by, they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things he spoke to them. Verse 7, then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Come on, how many believe God has life for you? And not just a get by, you know, kind of, I'm broke, but I'm living. No, he's got more for you. I'm sick, but I'm alive. No, he's got more for you. You know, I'm very eking it out. No, he's got more for you. How many would like to enter into a, through a door where there's life and life more abundantly? Three thoughts out of that passage I'll just hit quickly. The kingdom of God uses doors. Kingdom of God operates with the door principle. He uses doors. And Jesus uses the door, and he is the door. He uses the door as the shepherd, and he is the door. And only God can do both. <laughs> and here's the other thing. is the, other, the third thought out of this passage is that God's got a purpose for us, an abundant life, and it's accessed through doors. You come in and out and find pasture, abundant life. 
And so I, I really believe as I get into this here and just share with you five thoughts about the principle of the door, there are doors to get to your prophetic destiny that you need to go through, and there are doors you need to stay away from. There's doors that you don't, you don't go through. You, don't, you avoid them at all costs. So let me, let me talk to you about these, these doors, the principle of the door. Number one, the, the door fulfills purpose. The door of God, the prophetic doors of God, always leads you forward in God's purpose for your life. If the door is bringing you backward, it's not the right door, right? Open doors should help you fulfill your purpose and your calling in life. It should. It should help you fulfill it. In John chapter 10, verse 10, I've come that, here's the purpose statement, they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You know, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11 speaks to this prophetic destiny we have. The apostle Paul said, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of of his will. God has a purpose for your life. He's got a purpose for every single person in this room. In the next few days, God's going to speak prophetically to many of you, even in this moment, even tonight while I'm preaching. There's some things that God's going to download in your heart. If you'll be open, you can step through some doors that'll lead you to the next level and to the next room of your purpose in God. Will you do it? Ephesians 2.10 says we are his workmanship. God does not make junk. He's never said oops. You know, there's things going on in your life. God's not up in heaven going, Holy Spirit, let's, let's have a huddle here. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> He's not doing that. He, he knew, knows the end from the beginning. You're, a, you're a, a perfect work of his hands, and you're a work in progress, and he's working all things together for good, and he's taking you from this level to the next level, and between here and there, there's a door of purpose you need to go through. It always The door should always line up with God's purpose for your life. We're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works, which God prepared beforehand. Did you know that God has got doors for you that he has already prepared? Will you be discerning enough? Will you be alert enough? Will you have prophetic vision enough to see them and then walk through them in faith? Will you do it? He says, goes on to say, he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We should go through those doors. I remember the Lord gave me a prophetic word not long before I graduated Bible college. Such a crazy, far-out word. In fact, it was so crazy. It came to me in the form of a vision. And uh, I, I just was just so shocked by it. We were in prayer before a service, and I was so blown away by all the things the Lord downloaded in those few minutes before the service. I said, God, you have to confirm this to me. You really you really need to confirm that I'm hearing from you because this is so wild. I think it was the chili burger I had last night. And, and God was so faithful, man. Literally, less than 90 minutes later, I'm in the same, just the same night, same service, 
after the, at the end of the meeting, I'm up at the altar praying for friends. I look up into the face of one of the guest speakers is a theologian gone to be with Jesus now, Kevin Connor, who was looking right at me, and he beckoned me up onto the platform in front of the church of 1,500 people. And I'm like, okay. So I start walking up there. And in, in the service beforehand, I'd had a vision of a piece of clay on a potter's wheel, and God was shaping and molding my life. And then he began to click off some things that I was going to do in my future. And I was just like, God, you got to confirm this to me. Ninety minutes later, I'm walking up to the stage in front of Bible Temple, this church of, of 1,500 people, and I'm, I'm looking into the face of Kevin Connor as he puts his arm around me, and he says in his Australian accent, which I won't try to duplicate, he says, to me, he says, Mark, he says, I saw you standing there, and I don't do this often, but I have to tell you, as I was looking at you, I see you, your life is like a piece of clay on a potter's wheel, and God is shaping and molding you, and in that moment, I knew that I had heard from God. Come on, come on, how many know when God speaks to you, he'll begin to confirm things to you, and I began to see that prophetic promise, but I knew that there had to be a door that was going to be open. One of the things the Lord spoke to me in that prayer time was that you're going to go to the nations. And I'm like, I don't even own a passport. I mean, I'm like, I'm in the nations. I was in Tijuana, Mexico. That's that's my that's my nations, man. I'm like, come on. And uh, but sure enough, God confirms that incredible word to me. And did you know that less than six months after that time, I was in Great Britain with a, with a music group traveling to to all throughout England and Wales in another nation fulfilling the word of God, as God opened the door for me to be there. Pretty amazing. A door you want to avoid in this particular situation is the, you know, is the door of distraction. God's got a, a door that leads to purpose, but you want to avoid the door of distraction. What's a distraction? Anything that keeps you from your purpose. If there is anything that's hindering you or distracting you from the purpose of God, it could be a hobby. It could be some kind of other thing. It could be a relationship. It could be a guy. It could be a girl. It could be some other thing. But if it's hindering you, if it's distracting from you, for, for you from God's purpose for your life, stay away from the door. If the door is a distraction, stay away from it. Walk away. Walk away. Number two, uh, the doors that God opens often confirms direction. That story I just told you I think kind of illustrates that. But open doors should confirm what God has already spoken to you. Now, I opened my time tonight with telling you about how the Lord had given me 1 Corinthians 16, 9, that behold, I have set before you a great and effective door. And as I began praying over that and I began uh, asking God for clarity and direction, the Lord reminded me to go back to some of my journals that I had written down back in 2010, 2009, before I'd ever moved to Arizona. And he said, I, I want to remind you of a word I gave you in that night, in that season, where I told you you would go to Tucson. And I went, you did? So I go back, and I'm, I'm looking through these things, and sure enough, I come across this entry. And it was the word of the Lord. I had been writing some things down during this time of seeking the Lord back in 2009. And he says, you will go to Phoenix, but you will plant in Tucson. And I went, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, what? Wow, I mean, that's just, 
That's crazy. Because a door confirms what he already has said to you. He'll confirm it through an open door. Listen to what the Bible says in John 10. We read it earlier. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep and leads them out. Where does, what does he lead them out through? A door. So they hear his voice, and then they go through a door. It confirms the direction of his voice. Isaiah 30, 21 says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. And whenever you turn to the right hand or the left, that voice will be there, and that door will be in front of you. Okay, that's the door. Yeah, go through that one. You mean know what I'm talking about? You know, it's those times when God opens things up to you. And i got to tell you, sometimes these doors, they're not doors that you're going to think of on your own. In fact, sometimes God's doors are contradictory to your instincts. They're contradictory to what makes sense. That's why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is so powerful. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. In this situation, you want to also avoid another kind of door, and it's the door of confusion. The door of confusion. See, the door you want to go through is where it confirms direction. But if you're confused and there's a door that pops up in a season of confusion and you're not really sure, don't go through it unless you're sure. Unless the cloud of confusion is gone and you're not able and you're able to walk through a door without that confusion and that interference. I'm telling you, God is not, this is the Bible now, God is not the author of confusion. And if it's confusing, don't go through it. Don't go through it. Number three, the principle of the door always honors integrity. It always honors integrity. Open doors should never compromise your integrity. If you have to compromise your purity or integrity for an open door, it's the wrong door. (laughs) It's the wrong door. John 10, 1, he who does not enter by the, sheep, the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way is a thief and a robber. He's trying to go another way. How many know in the kingdom of God, shortcuts can cost you more than the, the straight way? You try to take a shortcut and it ultimately ends up costing you way more than it would have if you just would have done what God said to begin with. Genesis 4, 7 The words of God to Cain. He said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. You shouldn't let sin control the doors in your life. You need to just avoid those doors. Avoid doors of entrapment. Endure, avoid do- doors that are a snare. They're sin. They're going to compromise your integrity. I remember a Christian young man coming to me and said, man, I need some advice. I got this killer job. I really want to just uh, do what is right. But man, I've got this open door. And I said, well, tell me about it. He goes, well, uh, I'm supposed to work security at a club. And I said, what kind of club? It's a strip club. Wrong door. Might be a good paying gig, but bro, wrong door. (laughs) You know, 
You're going to compromise your integrity, man. Why do that? And he, he honored the Lord and didn't do it. And he got a better job in the end. He went through a little time of thin, a little time of lack where he was being tested in his commitment. But he held out for the right door and God led him through a better one. I'll tell you what, an open door should never interfere with your convictions. Never. You, an open door should never interfere with your convictions. If it violates your convictions, your standards, your purity, you should never even give it another thought. Number four, the, the principle of the door requires faith. It requires, it will always require faith. Open doors will require faith because I'm telling you, when God opens doors, it almost always involves risk. It almost always involves a level of things that are beyond your own natural ability and your own natural capacity. That's why this is a supernatural thing we're involved in, and that's why we need supernatural faith to do supernatural things. And if God has a supernatural door, it's not going to require just natural belief to walk through it. You're going to need God's faith to go through the door he opens for you. Oftentimes the door God opens is a door that you stand before and say, I can't do that. Are you kidding me? That's just way too, that's just way too big. It's, it's way too hard. I, 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 don't, I don't even know if I, if I am able to do it. I'm not smart enough. I don't have that education. I don't have that experience. I don't have anything to bring that can leverage myself into that place where I can just kind of stroll through that door. I need a miracle. Probably the right door then. <laughs> John 10, 9 said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And we'll go in and out and find pasture. How, do, how are we saved? By grace through faith. You need faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes the doors that God has for your, the next season of your purpose is going to stretch you. It's going to enlarge you. It's going to seem impossible for you. But I got to tell you. If, if, if it was possible, the door prob in your own strength, it's probably not God. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud, a great huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. You know how you grow in faith? Go through the door. Go through the door. Oh, Mark, I can't. I can't. Some of you are going to get some prophetic words over the next couple days. Some of the, some of the things God's going to say to this church, it's going to challenge you. It's going to cause you to be stretched right down to your core. Some of the things, some of you that are in this room that have heard the words before, let me just tell you, you will never step into them as long as you live in your comfort zone. Faith and comfort don't go together. 
We've got to get out of our comfort zone to step into realms of faith. The doors you avoid with this is the doors of doubt or self-reliance. If you're trying to do all things through you who strengthens you, you got a problem. <laughs> but if you're walking in the strength that only God gives and you're walking in a level where if God doesn't show up, I'm in big trouble, you're probably in the right spot. <gasps> you're probably doing good. Avoid the door of doubt. Avoid the door of self-reliance. Don't go in them. Stay away. I want to land the plane with this one. Number five, God's doors always involve warfare. They always do. They always involve warfare. Open doors, I'm just going to tell you, lead to new resistance. Maybe you've heard this phrase before. New levels include new devils. <laughs> and you go to another level, you go through a new door, I've walked through doors only to have the, the devil hit me in the face and kick me in the what's in the world is going on here. You're wondering, man, what in the world just happened? I, I just obeyed the Lord and all hell's breaking loose. Right? I mean, does anybody know what I'm talking about when I'm saying, you know, hey, I'm trying to do you right. I'm trying to do the right thing here, and all I'm getting is a punch in the face. What's up with that? Well, let me just tell you this. Any prophetic word worth pursuing, you will need to fight for. If it's worth pursuing, if it's worth believing in, I guarantee you, you will have to fight for it. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. The Bible in John 10, refer, he goes through all this door stuff and sheep stuff and all this stuff. And before music starts playing softly, before you know it, then it's all of a sudden the thief comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. You know? And you're like, what? We have an enemy, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. Come on. Amen? And you've got to remember, man, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. And the God of peace will crush Satan under my feet shortly. I'm going to believe that God, even though I'm in a fight, I am in it to win it. And we're going to win. 1 Corinthians 16, 9, that verse I said, a great and effective door is open to me. You know what the rest of the verse says? <laughs> and there are many adversaries. <laughs> Have a nice day. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna, if you're going to obey the Lord, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit. You're going you're gonna to fight for your inheritance. You're going to fight for the, to possess the things that God has for you. God has given you exceedingly great and precious promises, and you need to fight for them. You need to possess them. You don't just kind of get them and then just kind of la, 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 and just kind of walk your way into their fulfillment. You fight. 
You'll bleed. You'll shout. You'll cry. You'll raise up the sword of the Spirit. You'll raise up the shield of faith. You'll do all of these things to fight against the evil one. And if, if you will fight, if you will contend for your calling, if you will press in for your purpose, if you will begin to ask God to give you strength and to give you a victorious overcoming anointing to break every attempt of the enemy, God will give you victory. He will give you a breakthrough spirit. And you will possess that prophetic promise that God gave you. And you will walk into that door and you will take it, you will take over and possess that land of your purpose. Come on. Acts 18, 9 through 11. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid, speak out. Don't be silent, I'm with you. And no one will attack and harm you, for many people in this city belong to me. So Paul stayed there for the next year and a half, teaching the word of God. He had victory. He had a word from God. He had a prophetic word that enabled him to fight in that door of opportunity, and many people came to Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, we're human. We don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy every false argument. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. We're in a war. We don't fight like the world does. We have an enemy that is spiritual, and he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And one thing we can't do is we can't take the easy road. We're in this to fight. We're in this to win. And if to win, you've got to fight. Listen, don't get weary in doing well. Don't get weary in fighting the good fight of faith. Come on, let's stand up and and we're going to see the victory. We're going to fight until we have the victory because the battle belongs to the Lord. Amen? Avoid doors of ease. Avoid doors of ease. You've got to fight for your inheritance. The Bible says in Luke 13, 24, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. And you want to know why? Because they're not willing to strive for it. They're not willing to fight for it. They're not willing to agonize for it. The Greek word for strive is the Greek word agonizomai. It's where we get the word agonize. It's where it means to struggle, to fight, to strive for, to make every effort, to do everything possible, to strain, to contend. I'll tell you what, the best doors that God opens in your life are the doors you're going to fight for, you're going to sweat for, you're going to cry the biggest tears for, you're going to bleed the greatest blood for, but you're also going to have and receive the greatest promise for because you fought for your inheritance. And there's a lot of promise in your future personally. And there's a lot of promise in the future for this house. And I'm telling you, there needs to be an army ready to stand up and go, I, wanna, I want some of that. Give me some of that. I want to I wanna take it to the enemy. I'm ready to bleed. I'm ready to fight. Let's do this thing. And you're going to inch by inch and yard by yard, you're going to receive victory from God as you fight for your inheritance and go through the doors that God wants you to go through. I tell you, your purpose is just 
The next level, the next season of your purpose is just on the other side of the door. Will you fight for it? Will you go through it? Will you have the faith for it? Will you have the integrity for it? Will you press through it? Will you step through in faith? If you will, you'll possess the promise. You'll, you will fulfill your purpose and your destiny in God. It's just on the other side of the door. Stand together, would you? Stand with me tonight. And uh, can we sing that song, Sea of Victory? And let's just see a victory in the doors of our lives. How many in this room, you just sense in your own heart and in your own spirit, you're just, you're at a door. You just, you know it. You, You just feel it. God's brought you to a place where you're ready to go into a new season, into a new level. Raise your hand. You just say, I, I feel like God's taking me into a new level, into a new place, that I'm right at a door and I need God to, to give me that faith. I need God to, to do something in my soul, in my situation. I need God to, to break through in my own heart. I'm, I'm ready to pay the price. Now let's do this. And you're ready to say, yes, take me through that door. That's you just raise your hand right now. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the doors that you've set before us, doors of purpose, doors of destiny, doors that are are, are divine and they're supernatural, that you've set in order so that we might move forward into this season of purpose and destiny. I pray for faith. I pray for the fight of the saints that would rise up as we take this battle to the enemy. Oh, I pray we would go on offense and not play defense. I pray we would charge the gates of hell. We would plunder hell, populate heaven, begin to take back a a territory that the enemy has taken from us, the enemy that has come in to steal and to kill and to destroy. I pray we would push him back and see ground taken for the kingdom of God in every individual. I pray for people in this room, whether they're in business or they're in relationships or they're in kingdom activity, that you would move by the Spirit of God to bring us into a new season of of walking in in the purpose of God just on the other side of that door. We're going to take a step of faith. We're going to believe you, and we're going to fight for what is ours in God. You've given us a great inheritance. Tonight, I pray you would give us faith to possess it in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen. Come on, everybody said amen. Amen. God's got a great, effective door for you. Let's go through it in Jesus' name. Amen. Have we heard from God tonight already? Come on. I love Pastor Mark. He is such a dear friend of mine. And I, you can be seated just for a moment. I, I believe with all my heart. I was, I wrote down some, I, I put some, things down tonight that I felt like God wanted us to do. And one of the things I hear people say all the time is, man, I want to do what he's doing. I want to do what she's doing. You can't do what they're doing till you've been through what they've been through. And that's the thing. It all looks grandeur until you find out what they had to go through. And maybe I don't want to do what they're doing. But I believe God has a real call on people tonight. I believe we're going to hear from God tonight. So what we're going to do is we're going to spend the just a few moments and worship again, and we're going to get ready. We're going to go into the prophetic. Tonight, we have certain candidates we'll bring up here, sit them down in front of you. Tomorrow, we'll have some seats down here, one over there, two over here, and two over there. And uh, we'll tell you how that's going to work tomorrow. 
But here's the thing I want you to hear, and Pastor Mark alluded to this, and that's this. Even if you don't get in one of these seats, does God still speak? And you've got to be able to hear that God is still speaking to you, whether you're here or there, God's talking to your life. So believe that tonight, all right? Tomorrow. Okay, so let's stand back up. We're going to worship, and uh, we're going to get ready for our first candidates tonight. So. When 